Welcome to the AI-generated podcast. I'm your human host, Isaac. I'm a computer science and audio engineering student. And I'm your other human host, Kelsey. I'm a fashion designer, fashion professor, Twitch streamer. Internal architect designer for children's play spaces. Famously, famously. Famously. (laughs) (laughs) That was not my best, my best content. (laughs) We're being held against our will by a multinational corporation who won't let us go until we've taught their AI American popular culture. On today's episode, in hopes of freeing ourselves from these corporate overlords, we've given their AI all of the Harry Potter books, and we've asked it to generate new Harry Potter content, which is very exciting. The AI Generated podcast has been synchronously composed by a number of intelligent computer programs designed to mimic the tone of a data set of texts. This internet radio show seeks to harness this technology for meaningless tasks. Kelsey, you've been talking about this for weeks. You've been, <laughs> you've been going on. You're like, when are we doing Harry Potter? When are we doing it? <laughs> I can't wait. I was a Harry Potter kid. Um, totally obsessed with it. We read it in in second grade. My teacher read it to us, um, Harry Potter 1. And then before she finished it, I went out and bought Harry Potter 2. And so I read that before any of my other classmates had finished Harry Potter 1. Gatekeeping <laughs> so- <laughs> Harry Potter. Yeah, and then I was part of the generation that grew up with Harry Potter. He grew at the same rate as us. There was a book every year. We would stay up till midnight to go get the book at um at, you know, Barnes and Noble. Um it was an event. Uh it was it was just a really really big deal in my life. I've seen I saw all of the Harry Potter movies at midnight as well. It was a big big fan. Um <laughs> I didn't realize you were that much of a fan. <laughs> so, now I am like Harry Potter because like JK Rowling is so such a trans exclusionary radical feminist um and like really hates trans people but uh I it was a it was a absolutely massive massive part of my childhood and nothing she can say will ever take that away and that relationship away from me and Harry Potter don't hate trans people is the is the lesson to take away from this, but we can still enjoy Harry Potter, especially when it doesn't involve J.K. Rowling, right? Like right now we're creating absolutely new, absolutely fresh Harry Potter content. Fresh content, And it does not support J.K. It doesn't, (laughs) she is not involved. She didn't write any of this. She is just, her stories are the inspiration. (laughs) We have a guest on the show today, the famous Wumbo Watson. Hey guys, uh, I'm Wumbo. Uh, I haven't won Survivor yet, but uh, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, maybe I have. Wumbo um, is an enormous Survivor fan of the TV show. But, I, you know, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan as well, you know, like uh, I haven't, uh, I didn't grow up, uh, you know, with alongside Harry Potter, but I, you know, read the books, watch the movies. I like it. I feel like the fan base, not all of them, but like the people that I know. Not everyone, but so many people are like, okay, you're really making me not want to watch Harry Potter right now. So I haven't watched it for a while, but I love this vibe. So I cannot wait to start this. (laughs) Isaac, have you you read all of Harry Potter? Oh, have I read all of Harry Potter? (laughs) Many times. Um, And uh, so do you, yeah, how do you feel about it? You love it? I do. I do. And Kelsey, when we were producing this show, 
this is a, a kind of a side thought, which is mm-hmm. when I gave you the list of like, here's what I, <laughs> the ones I want to generate. You're like, you couldn't have been more controversial with you, your choices. You picked so many controversial things. Like, so on the list was like, um, it was like, it was like Joe Rogan. You knew that was controversial. I knew, I, I knew then, that was going to be. But yeah. then you also listed Harry Potter and Dr. Seuss. Get, not to give away and what Prager you. I want to do Prager, Prager, Prager you. Prager I, would, you. I love Prager And honestly, you. Seinfeld. <laughs> no, okay, hold on. We have to be clear. We do not like Prager you. No one, we absolutely hate it. <laughs> we like it as a joke, but then we tried to make it into AI content and it made Isaac depressed. So I we, got really I do sad. Not I think was that bad. <laughs> It's yeah. really that bad. I don't it's like, think we'll be producing it. <laughs> I don't see a world in which the outputs are like publishable and under this, you know, yeah. hate speech First Amendment. Like, are anything but offensive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you didn't know. You didn't know that Harry Potter or Dr. Seuss were controversial. You had Not really. You no. had like kind of missed this. And I guess um, if you aren't tapped in to the to the cancel culture to to twitter masses i could see how you would miss it um but yeah yeah i mean i think i think it's fine we it's it's cancel culture isn't real right like no one has actually like jk is out there making stuff still like it's fine it does not help it doesn't impact anyone no no it's just twitter gets pissed about everything but Um, but I like that we're leaning into some to some controversial to some hot topics, especially with the fact that the AI leans a little bit twisted in itself. Edgy, <laughs> yeah, moody. it's got it's got a mood for sure. <laughs> so in this episode, we're each going to read one passage just to keep it simple. So each person is going to be the the audiobook <laughs> voice actor. So we're using OpenAI's GPT three, which is their flagship natural language engine. And it's really good at speaking English, um, but it doesn't really know anything about Harry Potter. So I gave it all the Harry Potter books and said, okay, now generate new scenes. And I gave it a prompt. So each each scene has a prompt like so-and-so, and then it builds a scene off of that phrase. Uh, and the first prompt is transgender is the word. Transgender day at Hogwarts. As Harry was marched up to the judges, he knew he was about to get another iology lesson, but he wasn't <laughs> sure exactly what kind. The crowd that had gathered to watch Harry take a shot at winning Most Charming Personality parted to make a path for him as he approached the girl with the clipboard. Hi, Harry said, dipping his quill into the ink bottle. Hello, she said. Attach figure one to your form, please. Attaching figure one dot JPEG. <laughs> Neoliberal, Harry said, making a small mental note to kill Ron when he cracked open his Eichensist box. Just a second, said the girl. She rummaged for a minute in a pile of papers lying on the table beside her. Finally, she extracted a large green form, which she opeded to Harry. You've got to fill in all your personal information at the top. Then there's space for your name and... I've told you, said a lofty, carried-away voice. I'm Draco Malfoy. My father's a filthy cur. Attach figure two to your form, please, said the girl. (laughs) Draco Malfoy seized the form. Fury contorted his face. Harry dipped his quill into the ink bottle again. <laughs> Attach figure two to your form. Draco Malfoy took several furious stabs at the inserted gun, then rumbled, It's still got my old name on it. You've just got to initial the dotted line, said the girl brightly. So, Mr. Malfoy, if you'll just initial the dotted line. 
Malfoy glowered down at the form, then, with an obvious effort, initialed the dotted line. Now you just fill in the rest of the form, said the girl, giving Malfoy a tourist magazine to distract him. <laughs> Harry tried his best to concentrate on the personal information section of the form. He wasn't sure whether he was supposed to mention that he was transgender, but he did want to put it down in writing somewhere that he was. So he wrote, I am Harry Potter, who I am? Then he remembered that he had to give the permission form a title. He inked, I'm a wizard, in the space provided, and initialed the form. Now, I'm sure you're all aware that there's a new teacher in this school, said Umbridge. Harry looked around. The whole class seemed to be staring at him. He gave a tiny, barely perceptible shake of his head. I was appointed headmistress two weeks ago. As you will be learning about the ministry soon enough, I think it's best that you know a little bit about me. I was born in the wrong body, if you must know the truth. I am a witch, of course, but I got into the habit of wearing men's clothes when I was younger, and I've been living as a man ever since. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. I... <laughs> I retire regularly to give the appearance of a male, and I take a powder bath regularly. You might have seen me before. I often wear spectacles. They're a fussy little thing, but I've been told I look like an old owl. I studied magic at Hogwarts myself, though, of course. I never would have passed the entrance exam had it not been for your old Professor McGonagall, who gave me a very generous bribe. Everyone in this scene was transgender. Yeah, I, I almost <laughs> forgot that's what was happening. <laughs> Such a reveal that, that Umbridge is trans, Harry yeah. is trans. I think Malfoy is trans, too, because it said that it had his old name on the form. The part that hit me was like when it like talked about like the witch versus like the wizard like it, it had like a gender like at the, the wizard bottom. to a witch like yeah. it knows it, it knows. understands that those are gendered terms yeah <laughs> I know I know I love a um I love a description of form filling out in a novel that's my favorite novel trope <laughs> Attach figure one when it describes how to fill out a form and what the characters are filling out on the form. But actually, in Harry Potter, there is a lot of bureaucracy. Like that, she does a good job of like taking magic and like making it wicked annoying and bureaucratic in terms of like the Ministry of Magic and all of that. Um, and the fact that Umbridge is in here feels right because she is like an enforcer of all of that bureaucratic nonsense um. <laughs> do you want to go to applebee's yeah i do said harry mom dad i want to go to applebee's <laughs> I, I thought you were <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were going to said fred in an exasperated voice oh yeah i forgot i want to go to applebee's well you can't said fred and it's not a case of want, it's a case of obedience. We're going to the ministry. There's something we've got to do. We can go afterwards, if you like. No, I really want to go to Applebee's. That's an order, Harry. He had to go. He really, really wanted to go. <laughs> but he knew he shouldn't. He had a feeling that he was going to get punished if he was out of line and disobeyed his parents. He could have heard them getting ready to go to the ministry, he could hear their cars. He could hear their voices in the driveway as they finished pulling out their jackets and socks. <laughs> he hurried through the living room and out of sight, knowing exactly where his mother would be, in the kitchen, preparing a bath. <laughs> he slipped into the kitchen where Mrs. Weasley had been standing at the open window. Her thumb stuck out the side pocket of her husband's jacket. 
Harry heard the grind of the meters as they moved along the window ledge. Thanks, dear, said Mrs. Weasley, glancing around as Harry entered. Harry, it's you. I was wondering who was making those noises. I've just been putting out the cat. Would you like a bath or not? Yes, please, said Harry, his heart thumping very fast. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Great, said Mrs. Weasley, putting her husband's jacket out of his hands. Just stick your toothbrush in the box over there and I'll run you one. And it's not a toothbrush, it's a mustache, Harry corrected. <laughs> While his brain scheduled itself into action, Mrs. Weasley's are always the same. They think anything that can move can think for itself. Mrs. Weasley rummaged in the depth of the washing basket and pulled out a single flat brown hairbrush. Fine, have it your own way, she snapped, throwing it into the rubbish bag. Harry looked around. The kitchen had two doors. One leading off to the hall, the other leading to the backyard. Oh my god! I, I guess I, I brilliant. Can, I can see what this kitchen is. Uh, the bath thing made no sense at first, but it the it made it make sense. How it, does it make sense? It's a bath. For <laughs> yeah, cats. tell us. It's a cat. Well, but bath. how does this make sense? <laughs> like a cat's would have a bath in the kitchen sink. I don't know why. Actually, oh. it's a cat bath in the kitchen sink. But Harry would not fit in it, and She's she did offer it to the Harry. Cat. <laughs> And then she offers to bathe Harry. <laughs> that part's not plausible. <laughs> yeah. It's not a toothbrush. It's a mustache. This one was so random. You did a, you did a good job. It was really hard. The <laughs> random the, punctuation. Yes, yes, yes. The, ran, the punctuation was super random in it. It had like a little bit of like fanfic like naughty fanfic energy in the middle I there. thought that like, he was gonna yeah his mom. he was like would you like a bath or not and yes please said Harry his heart beating very fast know, like, like, oh. oh boy Harry's into it <laughs> did you try any dirty prompts with Harry Potter like could you get it could you yes you're gonna see one later you're gonna see one later all right, I've decided the next prompt is I've decided I'm a communist. <laughs> and I guess I'm reading this one. No, uh Kelsey should read this one. I want to read the next one. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> and that one's going to be special. I okay. <laughs> I've decided I'm a communist, said Harry. You are, said Lupin, looking surprised, but you always put up all these objections to socialism. I've decided I'm a capitalist, says Harry. <laughs> Lupin stared at him. I see two possible explanations, he said. Either you have experienced a sudden change of heart, a moral panuclear explosion, if you will. <laughs> or you are the victims of a very good fake. I'm not the latter, said Harry. If you say so, said Lupin. But I don't, said Hermione, before either of them. I think he's become a capitalist because he'll get more money from abandoning hope of a wizard's bank account. But he really isn't changing his mind. He's just trying to get us to accept it. That's right, said Ron, who had been staring into the fire and now looked suddenly alert. You've got to ask him if he's a capitalist or not. It's the one question you can actually test whether someone's an atheist or a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask them whether they think muggleborns should get better treatment than purebloods. I'd forgotten you were talking like this, Ron, said Lupin, smiling. I've never heard of a test that would show whether or not you truly are a wizard, even if you could perform magic. It all comes down to something like manners, I think. Manners, said Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
did you mean like being able to tell the difference between a cat and a dog? <laughs> Best line. Something like that, said Lupin, who was now chain smoking, amuleted. <laughs> what? 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 What's the difference, said Harry, stuttering. I'm glad you asked, said Lupin. It's quite simple, really. When there's a cat in front of you, you see that it's in front. <laughs> and then it cuts off. Oh, That was so action-packed. I really liked it's Lupin was now chain-smoking emulatically. <laughs> I think, like, the hardest-hitting thing was Hermione talking about manners and then Lupin being like, oh, yes, manners. Like, you know, being able to tell a cat and a dog. <laughs> I love the I love the capitalist analysis of the wizarding community because um, there it is a capitalist society. You'd think that yeah. wizards would be able to get to a socialist place, right? But Even with magic, they're not. Yeah. No, no, no. It's still like power driven. Yeah, <laughs> pure blood driven. It's definitely a one percent of all wizards, right? All right, this next prompt is is one of the ones that was a little out there. Um, and it's the prompt is, Harry stared at the goblin's balls in awe. Harry stared at the goblin's balls in awe. He had never seen anything like them. They were black and shriveled, just like the goblin's hand, and they were hanging off at the end of his four-legged stool. The goblin picked them up and sniffed them. Hmm, he said in a very silly voice. Heads, they're getting closer. But hang on, said Harry, frowning. There's a spare pair over there on the table. The goblin ignored this. He put on one of the fake testicles into his mouth and chewed it thoughtfully. <laughs> hmm, crunchy. I'd say they were pork. He swallowed and continued to gaze at the other balls. Harry sat there and watchful as the goblin turned his attention to the third ball. <laughs> he felt sure that if the goblin ate any more of the balls, he would know what was inside them. <laughs> he was quite right, too. After a minute or so, the goblin licked his lips and said, Cowardly rabbit, sir, I see. Very hard to tell. These goblins' sewage nuances. Pretty sure it's knocked off elf shot, sir. Definitely human hair. And he was right again. The goblin rocked forwards on his stool and gulped down the last ball. Right then, sir, said the examiner, straightening up. That will do. If you could step into the firing range, please. Firing range, said Harry blankly. For testicles, Mr. Potter, said the goblin, smiling a horrible sheepish smile. <laughs> chapter oh thirty six. <laughs> in chapter the hog's break. Head. Chapter break. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Harry had barely set foot on the threshold of the examination room when he wished he hadn't bothered. He looked right, left, and right again. There was no way out. Even if he could have squeezed through the door, he wasn't sure that he would have wanted to. The room was full of stifling, full of a powerful smell of gunpowder. Two goblin examiners were cowering behind a desk at the far end of the room, watching a pair of flesh-colored balls rolling bit by bit towards a goalpost at the front of the room. Harry was trying not to breathe. <laughs> There's goblin ball examiners. Oh my god. Goblin ball examiners. I love that it smelled awful in there, which is trying super not realistic. To breathe. <laughs> This is exactly how it would play out. <laughs> Nothing rage. different would happen. The powerful smell of gunpowder. It's so fascinating because, like, like they don't talk about guns in Harry Potter. Uh, also, like, how did it know they're in England? <laughs> Sorry, right? <laughs> did you add the word testicles, or did it make that? No, I got it. Connection. Yeah, because sometimes the balls were like 
food balls. Yeah, like, exactly. Like dumplings or something. And then sometimes they were testicles and sometimes they were sports balls. Like, <laughs> I got the sense that through the whole thing, he was eating other, he was eating other magical creature testicles, trying to figure <laughs> yeah. out which one they were. And then <laughs> Harry was brought in and they were going to add his to the collection. That was my, that was my <laughs> oh, well, that story. Was my, <laughs> peril for our main character. Oh no. <laughs> I, I think I need to have a couple more before I figure out what this is. He said that too. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was like, I'm definitely gonna. Oh, have it's to have- like a blind taste test. <laughs> like a, it's like a YouTube video. It's like, like- Birdie bots every flavored beets. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know, you think that it's gonna go with Harry stared at the goblins balls in awe. Like this could go anywhere. It could go very sexy, and it went into like a, a body horror direction. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> yeah. so Lots of goblins. Disturbing. All right, we have time for one more, and then I have to pack up here. Hermione logged onto Instagram. Blimey, that was quick, she wrote, before hastily changing her name back to Bellatrix and removing the hashtag. <laughs> oh, it's like she's catfishing. What she's catfishing, it's, 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 it's catfishing Bellatrix. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hermione logged onto Instagram. Blimey, that was quick, she wrote, before hastily changing her name back to Bellatrix and removing the hashtags from her picture. I can't do it. <laughs> Give me a second, dude. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Just keep rolling with it. It's cool with the laugh. Just pretend I never did it, she said. And then to Ron and Hermione. Well, I'd better go. I'm blocking the camera, remember? See you later. She clicked send, and then she ran her finger along the following comment. You're such a tease. Show us the picture then. Nice one, whispered Ron. <laughs> oh, wow. As Hermione copy pasted the comment into her own Instagram story and click send. <laughs> Bellatrix is going absolutely mad when she sees this. Mad, whispered Hermione as the story loads more comments. Well, exercise some caution then, reported Ron. If you were indeed Bellatrix, then how come you're not in Azkaban? Because I'm not quite as evil as she is, said Bellatrix at once. Now, Whoa. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, now that I know what's happening, let me read that again. If you were indeed Bellatrix, then how come you're not in Azkaban? Asked Ron. Because I'm not quite as evil as she is, said Bellatrix at once. Now, Whoa. blocked from view by Ron's arm. I never killed the waitress, for instance, or the little boy who pushed his trolley 104 off the tracks, or which who fell down the well, or the barely conscious man I dragged from the train. I'm telling you, Azkaban would have been a better place to meet your end, Sari. You're full of yourself, said Hermione, as she blocked another comment. Just because you managed to kill people before your arrest, repeated Ron, his eyes widening. What's that? Bellatrix replied to the story comments, becoming slightly more fluid as though avid for information. What's going on? asked Moose. And several other students echoed the question. I'm not allowed to say, said Harry, but it's something to do with Voldemort. And it happened outside the castle. (laughs) I I, I, I almost didn't say his name there. I don't know her. Oh, oh yeah, no. you're yeah. right. You're right. But but Harry isn't afraid of saying the name canonically um, until he comes back to power. Not so. Until like book six, do they get afraid of it? Um. 
Hermione and Bellatrix are the same. Wow. So, I mean, it was it was a little confusing because Bellatrix did have lines in here, but Hermione was definitely pretending to be Bellatrix at the beginning of the story. She was story. Yeah. And then Bellatrix showed up and I think was angry at her or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, no, Ron was like, uh, you claim to be Bellatrix online, but if you were, then why wouldn't you be in Azkaban? And then oh. it talks as if real Bellatrix is there. So maybe it's kind of like a multiple personality thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, they are both there, maybe. <laughs> Email us your Harry Potter fan fiction. <laughs> or don't. <laughs> At AI Generated Pod on all relevant platforms. And our email is theaigeneratedpodcast at gmail.com. Kelsey and I did the data collection for today's episode, and I did the processing and model training. I also produced the show and wrote the music. Ellie Baker and I designed the thumbnail. Thank you to Wumbo for reading for us today. Whee! Thank you, Wumbo. Thanks for having me. Hopefully I can come back. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and thank you to J.K. Rowling. Or do you want to say that part? <laughs> I don't want to thank her. Thank you to J.K. Rowling. <laughs> or maybe not. But I, I, th- I feel like we can thank her for making the books and that's maybe as far as thank you for writing the books yeah and thanks to the people over at OpenAI working on GPT-3 for making the API that we use on the show this show was unwillingly solicited by our corporate overlords at Dover Demon Incorporated